0: This is Jimmy Scroggins, and I'm the lead pastor of Family Church in South Florida. Welcome to the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. On our podcast, we're committed to giving you scalable ideas that you can use with the resources you have right now at your church. So welcome to Church for the Rest of Us. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We're taking a break from our leadership principles and doing a sidebar episode That's on right. navigating grief. In this day and time, so many people are walking through grief because of COVID, because of all kinds of reasons. It just feels to me as a pastor, like there's, an extra layer of grief on everything that we're doing. Today, we have our very own Pastor Kevin Mahoney with us, and I'm going to let Kevin tell you about himself, but I do want to let our listeners know that Kevin is the best person I've ever met when it comes to navigating grief and doing grief counseling. So, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned and share this podcast with your friends and others who need it. And as always, I have with me my co-host, Leslie Bennett.
1: That's right. So, Pastor Jimmy, Kevin is a gift to us and to our church. And so, Pastor Kevin, would you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, your family, some of those personal things about yourself.
2: Well, I have been part of the family church ministry for probably 30 plus years now. Actually served on our staff for over 21. I am just proud to say that I am a father and a husband. My wife is uh, my best friend. Her name is Joanelle. She is a pediatrician, and we do a lot of ministry together as it relates to taking care of physical needs for people, as well as emotional and spiritual. Joanelle and I have three children, Nick, Kurt, and Mary Ellen, and I would be remiss if I didn't start today and say that I am also a grandpa. That's right. And my daughter has uh, married a young boy that I baptized here in the baptistry at this church when he was six years old. He's now 26, my son-in-law and the father of my granddaughter who is Millie Lynn, who has made my life just a joy.
0: No (laughs) doubt. And Kevin, in addition to managing a pretty big pediatric practice that you and Jonelle own, tell her what else you do for a living. Well, I
2: have just the privilege of serving here with you, Pastor Jimmy, in our church in a number of different ways where I impart our network resource team, and that is a full-time job in itself. I tell people I work part-time at our church 20 to 50 hours a week, and <laughs> I then sure I did. also have a consulting business where, given my financial background as a certified public accountant for nearly 40 years in the state of Florida, I help high-net-worth individuals in our community and across our country manage their life and portfolios. And I'm also a corporate pilot. So I do piloting for people who need to go from one place to the other and don't want to fly commercial airliners. So uh, it's a little bit of a broad spectrum, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it all.
0: Yeah, Kevin, you are a lot of fun for sure. And one of the things that you've done around here, even before I got here, is you've been kind of our go-to person when people are really hurting. And I've learned that. Over the years, when someone gets in a car accident or when someone has a horrible diagnosis or sometimes people have a sudden death or a tragedy in their family, the first person I always call is Kevin Mahoney. I say, Kevin, here's what's happening. I'm going to need you to help me. And Kevin, before we get into how you do that, I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about your personal journey with grief, because I think that's part of how God's specially equipped you to fulfill this role in our church and in our community.
2: I really do feel that God has called me into the care ministry to help people, especially those who've been through loss. What I can say is that when I was a teenage young boy, my mom passed away, and it was a very difficult time for our family. Some years later, when I was 23 years old, my father passed away, so I lost my parents early on in my life. Truthfully, though, Pastor Jimmy, as the oldest boy in a household, I always understood it would be my responsibility to care for the needs of my mom and dad and to provide at some point for their funeral and burial services, and I did that. Now, where it got a little complicated was some years later is I actually lost two sons of my own, and then my first wife passed away from cancer. So in addition to the loss of my parents when I was younger, I have been through this grief journey in a very personal way. And one of the things that God taught me through this is that through grief, there's really two choices. And the first is you can become bitter. Or the second is you can become better because God does work all things together for good. And I've trusted him in that. And he's done some great things in my life to help me be very compassionate towards people who've been through loss. One of the things I'm very, very adamant about is I never say to somebody, I know how you feel. I want you to know. Nobody knows how you feel when you go through a loss. And for somebody to say that, and they've said that to me over the years, it oftentimes offends me. But what I try to tell people is, I don't know how you feel, even if they've lost a child, even if they've lost a parent, even if they've lost a spouse. What I say to them, I know how Kevin Mahoney felt, and I empathize with you. And I want to help you go from being bitter, which is a very natural response, to being better through Jesus because he can take us from bitter to better.
0: And Kevin, that's such a beautiful thing. And I think the way that God has even used these really traumatic and just terribly sad things in your own life. In fact, your personal testimony of becoming a Christian is kind of wrapped up in these times. Absolutely. One of the things that God spoke to me about at the
2: death of my first son, I was at Good Samaritan Hospital it was the day of the Shuttle Challenger disaster, and I was sitting in a room waiting for information about what was going on with my wife, who was having a premature delivery issue. And the Shuttle Challenger on January 28th, 1986, blew up on the TV as we sat in there. And as we sat in there, we realized there was some kind of national crisis going on. A nurse came out and said, Mr. Mahoney, come with me. Your wife has delivered a two-pound baby boy. And my son, Kevin Patrick Mahoney II, <laughs> (laughs) lived about 12 hours. And at his death, I held him in my arms and I looked at him, small, two pounds, fully formed, everything developed that you can imagine. Although in 1986, two pound babies did not necessarily survive. They do today. We often have them in Mahoney Pediatrics Hmm. where (sighs) today they survive and they thrive but little Kevin passed away. And as I held him in my hands, I got very emotional and even to the point where I was bitter towards God saying, how could you let my son die? And one of the things that I had heard for a long time here at our church, even before I was a full believer in Jesus, was John three sixteen, And I remember hearing, for God so loved the world, that he sent his only begotten son, that who would ever trust in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And in the embrace of my two-pound baby boy, who had just died within an hour, I realized that God so loved me that he sent his son for me, to die that I could have everlasting life. And I looked at my baby boy and I realized I would do anything for you, Kevin, to be alive. And he wasn't. And I understood that. And I know that was a harsh reality. But at that moment, I understood the depth of love of our father who art in heaven, who gave his son for us, that we could have eternal life because I would not in any way want to give my son's life and through that i totally trusted in jesus through this ministry grew and my faith was baptized and through that experience realized that god can take even the worst of circumstances and make good out of them and salvation for me is the point in grief that has changed my entire life
0: man kevin that's so powerful that you would share that and you and I have talked about that story many, many times. And you and I have been, we've been out to the cemetery where your boys are. And uh, we've talked about it many times. And I do think that that kind of sets you up. So with all this experience of personal grief, how did you ever get started doing grief counseling with other people? Well, Through the loss
2: of my son, Kevin, and then two years later, the same situation with David, he was also a two-pound baby infant who passed away. I started to understand that I need to get help. And ultimately, I was trying to seek help for this. And in the midst of all of that, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. We did a 10-year cancer journey with her, and then she passed away. And through that journey, I had a friend of mine who was very close to me, put his arm around me and said, I know you think you're strong. I know you're a very good pastor, but you need help you need to get some grief counseling. And he put me in touch with a grief counselor that I went and visited twice a month for a year and once a month for another six months. So over an 18-month period after the loss of my first wife, I was in full-fledged grief counseling. This counselor actually sent me to the hospice program for loss. Trust Bridge is what it's called in our community today. And they had a program where I went with my five-year-old daughter and we went every Wednesday. And it was a great program about grief counseling, licensed, accredited PhD counselors here in our community. But there was nothing about the hope of God and salvation through Jesus in that program. As a result of going through that program and my own one-on-one counseling, I sought out a national search for a grief program that would help people in loss that was Jesus centered. And I found a program that we're using now 18 years later in our own ministry called Grief Share. And I would like to just expand on that because I think the Grief Share program, having done it now for 18 years, has been instrumental in helping people go from mourning to joy.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about that. So you want to talk about the program right now? Would that be the bet where you'd like sure. to
2: go? Yeah. The grief program is a program that was started by a group called Church Initiative. And Church Initiative has two major platforms. One is Grief Share and the other is Divorce Care. And some 18 years ago through the loss of my wife, I sought out the Grief Share program and started to study about it. And then asked that we would get signed up as a church and we did. And frankly, because there was nobody to lead it, I just decided that I would be the first grief share leader for our church. And over the years, I have uh, been partnered with a number of people, men and women who've been through loss, who helped me teach the program. I am now Pastor Jimmy leading a class that has 33 registered participants. We had 25 people in our class last week. And in 18 years of doing grief share, I've never had a group this large. I think part of that is the COVID dynamic and part of it is that people are hurting and they need help, but grief share is designed for a group as large as 20 plus or as little as two. And it's designed to help people through a video presentation, a small group interaction time where we talk to each other and share our own personal experiences. And then the Grief Share Program has a workbook that has daily devotionals in it that uh, if people do the daily devotionals, It will take them through the love of Jesus and the scripture from Old Testament to New Testament as to why we can have hope even in the midst of loss.
0: Yeah, and I tell you, this program has been so great for our church because it gives you a place. We have people all the time, Leslie, that come to our church and they say, I've just lost my son. I've just lost my husband. I've just, you know, whatever. My mom just died. And having a place where I know immediately where I'm supposed to send them is hugely helpful for our pastoral team.
1: It is huge. And and having someone like Pastor Kevin to lead it and tell them a little bit more, Pastor Kevin, about how it works, because it's a 13-week program. You can join any time. I mean, anybody can do it. Anything you want to share with our listeners when it comes to that kind of thing?
2: Well, like so many tools in today's world, the first place to start is on the web. And what I would encourage our listeners today to do is go to griefshare.org. Griefshare.org is a comprehensive web program-based set of materials that allows you to learn about this grief program. As a pastor, as a leader in a church, you can sign your church up for that. When we first started Griefshare some 18 years ago here in West Palm Beach, Florida, I believe we were the first Grief Share program in all of the Southeast USA. And fortunately, and I'm very pleased because Grief Share as an organization has done such a great job, it's literally all over Palm Beach County, all over Florida, and not just nationally, but internationally, a, a tool that people can use. So go to griefshare.org and get yourself signed up as a church, and then people can sign up through your church registry to find out when you're doing classes. It is a 13 week program. Early on, in the craziness of who I am, because I often am an overachiever. We did three programs a year, and we always had a party at the end the last week. So we did three 13-week programs and three parties, and it was pushing into 42 weeks a year. And there was a point probably about a decade ago that I said, Maybe we should back down and do two a year, which is 26 weeks and then a couple of parties. And what I can say is if if you just want to start and try it, the materials are very self-explanatory. The videos that we present each week in the program are done by some of the leading professional PhD, psychiatrists, psychologists, Christian-based leaders in the network of churches that we are happy to be a part of. So you know that you will be Christ-centered and then people concerned that will help folks. So in terms of cost, the only real cost is that Grief Share sells the books. The books I just read recently are now going to twenty dollars per book. It's a 13-week devotional that for $20 is a great deal. In our church, Pastor, we have made a commitment over the last 18 years. We buy the books for our people. I don't want somebody to say, well, I'd come, but I don't know if I want to spend $20 on a book. So when people come to the Grief Share here at Family Church, I've got a stack of 20 books there and tell them they can take the book as long as they promise me they're going to do the daily devotionals. So the whole idea behind the program, if you start it, is the video, the small group time, and then the workbook. And through that and through a 13-week program, people become intimate family members. I had a fellow call me just this past week and he said, listen, and I didn't even recognize the number when I answered it. And he said, I want you to know my dad died 19 years ago. And through your help and your grief counseling and your ministry, you have helped me and my family. And I just felt like I needed to reach out and call you today and tell you that today's my dad's birthday. 19 years ago, you helped us Mm. through this loss. People become close as brothers and sisters in this group setting. And I have people that we've worked with over the years that will call me. They call each other. They minister to each other. I make it very clear every week when we meet that you're around a room with people that need to become very close, intimate prayer partners and friends to you. Because although you don't understand what each person is going through, you're going through loss together and you really can
0: be a godsend in a tough time. Yeah. And I find it to be so powerful, too. And just for people that are listening that are pastors, there's a sense in which grief share is like Alcoholics Anonymous or something like that, where it's everyone who comes isn't necessarily going to be a part of your church, but you'll have a big impact in the community in this way. And the other part of this is that we have had. Many, many, many people come to Christ because they came to grief share. Many, many, many people baptized in our church because they've come to grief share. And so we found it to be a huge evangelistic ministry, a huge part of meeting needs and just directing people towards Christ. I wonder, Kevin, if you could just speak briefly to pastors and other leaders and who are listening that are dealing with grieving people right now, just can you give us just a primer? So if I'm just your basic pastor. I meet someone who's going through grief, what should I be careful to do or say or not say? How do I how do I get started talking to them? Sure,
2: what I tell people is that early on, your presence is the present. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that when I'm working with a mom that has lost a three-month-old child, there's no explanation to her as to why this happened or how I can make her feel better. What I do is I just show up and I listen and I speak of the love of a holy God who wants to work them through this. And when the time is right, you can provide some direction and answer. But often just being present in their life at the time, initial time of loss is very helpful. There is no cliche that helps Frankly, coming around somebody and just saying, I'm here to help you. You don't need to say anything to me. I may not say anything to you, but I'm here to be a support. And whatever that is, I'm here for you. Let me know how I can help. That's how we start. And then there's a multitude of information that's in the Grief Share program that helps people. I mean... It's one of these things that the grief program talks about. God might give you more than you can handle, but God will never give you more than he can handle. Mm. So I always point people to God because in each of our lives to act like, oh, well, God would give me nothing more than I can handle. That's not true. If you stood at the graveside of a loved one, in my case, stood at the graveside of my son, Kevin and saw the little casket go on the ground, and then later, a couple years later, see David's casket go on the ground. That's more than you can handle. But what I can tell you is that if you will share with somebody, God will never give you more than he can handle. You don't have to be afraid. Now, you're going to suffer. You're going to go through a series. We talk about through the Grief Share Program, what the things are you're supposed to do in the first month. The first six months, the first 12 months, and then very cautiously, I tell people that year one is difficult. Year two could be more difficult. So we have to just be available to help them and walk them through those things with the resources that are available in the Grief Share webpage and
0: through the Grief Share workbook. Well, Kevin, one of the things that's been most helpful that I've actually learned from you is I often hear you say to people on the day that someone dies or the day, you know, the days immediately after you'll say, Hey, what you need to do today is get through today. And then tomorrow you need to get up, put on your clothes, and you're going to have to do this, this, and this. And then you're going to get through tomorrow. And you just tell, I love the way that you talk about that. And that's been a Huge lesson to me in just talking to people who are really wrestling with deep grief.
2: Right. One of the things that's a very important part of the grief share training in the early weeks is we teach people the acronym DEAR. D-E-E-R. And as you talked about, sometimes you just put one foot in front of another. You get out of bed and put your clothes on. D-E-E-R is to start with D is to drink, stay hydrated, make sure that you don't let your body. Not not alcohol. (laughs) And what I can say is that Gatorade and water keeps your body healthy. E is to eat and eat in a normal fashion where you're not binging on food or too starving yourself. So, drink, eat. The next is exercise. Not go to the gym and do some crazy workout, but your body is hurting as well as your heart and your mind. You need to get out and take a walk and take some deep breaths. And then, R is rest you need to get rest. So when we teach people early on that they need to drink to stay hydrated, eat to stay healthy, exercise so that their body doesn't just collapse and rest, it's a very important part of that because people think that just because they've had an emotional loss, their body's not reacting, your body has trigger points where I personally, in one of the grief scenarios that I had, Pastor, I ended up spending 15 days at JFK Hospital here locally because I had an emotional and physical life breakdown. And it was a result of the hardship of grief that I went through. And I wasn't honoring the lessons that I've learned through Grief Share about drink, eat, exercise and rest. So when you've been 15 days in the hospital because you had an emotional, physical breakdown, you lead the cheer on that because you know people can harm themselves. Part of the grief-share training, too, is to tell people, go see your primary care doctor because you've been through an emotional loss that's going to have a physical trauma on your body, and we expect you to get medical counsel help. Maybe it's medicine for cholesterol. Maybe it's medicine for anxiety. Maybe it's medicine for sleeping, but going to your primary care doctor is a great recommendation. And that comes out through the grief show material.
0: Yeah. And Kevin, I'm so grateful for your willingness to be on the podcast today. Leslie, I wonder if you have any closing words because you also interact with a lot of people who deal with grief because of your position in our church.
1: Well, I was going to say one of the biggest things that I learned from you, Pastor Kevin, when we walked through this together was to ask someone how they're doing, but just to let them know it's good to see you today. And that's really a key thing to remember with any person going through grief or some kind of sorrow in their life, because that question (laughs) of like, how are you doing? I mean, the question is, I'm doing bad. (laughs) Um, So just that idea of it's nice to see you today is really helpful. I think that was a super helpful thing for me. And Kevin, I so appreciate your ministry here. And I just would encourage people to... Get these materials that Pastor Kevin has talked about, to listen to the things that he said today, because honestly, it really is such a godsend. And especially in this season, like you referenced earlier, Pastor Kevin, just the the things that we're seeing now and the number of people that are going through this. I do feel like as believers in Jesus, we need to be equipped to give people the hope that they need. So thank you.
2: It's been my privilege. And I can say in the 18 years, Pastor, that I've been doing this here in our church, The last 60 days and frankly the last six months have been overwhelming. And I'm sure that the pastors that we're speaking to today are struggling through the difficulty of what loss has been over the last 18 months with COVID. And this material through the griefshare.org program can help them, whether or not they have you know, a large church with a huge number of volunteers who could do it, or they as uh, pastors or with a small group, volunteers who have a heart for the hurting can do it. And it's available to make a difference in the lives of people that are hurting. And we can be that resource through
0: the power of God. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that. So I would love for everyone to just really dial into that. Whether you have a large church or a medium sized church or a small church, or if you're a lay person or you're a volunteer at your church, that website griefshare.org has all All of the resources that you need to get started. You don't need a big budget. You don't need a big staff. Kevin said you could do it with just two people. And so I'd encourage everyone who's listening. All of us know people who are walking through grief. Some of you listening are walking through profound grief right now. And I'd love for you to go to griefshare.org, get the right materials and start walking down the path. I'd also like to tell you if there's any way that we can help you at family church, You can reach out to us by email. You can follow us on Twitter. All of that is available to you and we'll do everything we can to help you. Hey, I really appreciate you listening today. This has been just pure ministry gold, and I hope that it has ministered to all of you like it has ministered to me even while we're having this conversation. And we'll be back next week with our next leadership principle, which is Be an Innovator. I'd like to encourage everyone to sign up for the Church for the Rest of Us conference coming up in February. Check it out on the web. And you can even meet Kevin Mahoney at the Church for the Rest of Us conference, (laughs) and you can talk to him directly about Grief Share. Hey, I'm Jimmy Scroggins, Kevin Mahoney, Leslie Bennett, Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog or follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins. We wanna connect with you and learn from you because we're in this together. We're all learning from each other. We are church for the rest of us.